0: At the T minus 3 minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These
1: recorders record both voice and data. W-O-M-M-L-P, operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor, and with me tonight is Patrick J. Crowley. Hello.
0: Hello, good to be here.
1: Good to have you in. Uh, We'd love to start it off with a song, so what have you got for us?
0: This is a fairly new song called All Was Set Fair. This phrase I picked up, I believe it was uttered in uh, Downton Abbey. Someone said, all was set fair, and I was like, that's the song title right there. This has the content of this song has nothing to do with Downton Abbey. just disclaimer.
2: Sound. Sa-
1: Fair there by Patrick Drake. J. Crowley is a mouthful of it, that name.
0: I know. I don't know why I put the J, but I'm sticking with it for some reason.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll keep trying to say it. Um, So, as you said, uh, that song was inspired by a line in Downton Abbey, but didn't really have anything to do with the the show. It didn't sound like it it anyway. What what was it to do with? Just, um,
0: it starts out being what seems like it's a it's a love song but it's just more about um i don't know being on the fence with someone i think that's what it's about um sort of trying to write a love song but like not getting there <laughs> you know that's sort of what it's about um but that one is yeah it's it's been through it, I have a new album coming out of this solo stuff. And this is one of the only ones that's been around for a couple of years. I think everything else that I've done um, on this set since I started recording is uh, like brand, brand new stuff. So this is one of the only older ones that's like date backs years. But I did revise it a little bit to try and update it.
1: Why did you decide of all the songs you had? Why was this the one that kind of made it to the final cut with all these other ones being new and fresh?
0: the lyrics um the i guess the this new album i I took more care and I really wanted to say something in the lyrics and sort of represent what i felt like the stuff i was most proud of as far as my lyrical content and this one had always been in the back of my mind where it was like a completely different tempo and it was um i liked the words but the words didn't match like the character of of how i was playing it and so it was backburnered for years and then i just kind of brought it back and like rewrote the chords and slowed it way down and that's a common trait of this new album is everything is like seventy-five BPM and, and lower. Um, there's just like not a fast song on it. But
1: um, so yeah, I kinda wanna talk about that a little bit because you've made five other albums um with various of the bands, different <laughs> arrangements of people. All
0: sorts of names. All sorts yeah. of names.
1: Um Deep River Saints, Quasar Valley Band, and Cities on the Moon. Am I missing any there?
0: Um this more that like never had an album under their name, but like since I've been in Vermont, it's like I tried cities on the moon, which was a old band I had when I was living in California. And then um, that became other cities and uh, yeah, all sorts, but never Patrick J. Crowley or Patrick Crowley, um, which I'm not sure why it took me so long to, feel comfortable using that. I always wanted to hide behind like I'm a huge fan of like of like Bright Eyes, for example. Mm. And it's never been, well, sometimes it's been Connor Overst but not at first. You know, so like I think I started out with that in mind. Like I don't want to be Patrick Crowley, but uh yeah, Quasar Valley band had um an EP come out and it was great. Like it, it it's a kind of a classic country but original music and you know it's uh six of my songs on this ep and i was super proud of it but i just um as i got into playing it i realized that i had never really taken some of the material which is slower and folkier and more you know compelative you know like i never used that on an album and and also, for that matter, previous bands like didn't seem like they were into it. A lot of the time, they'd be like more into my rockers and like the upbeat stuff, and they'd never like seem super interested in the slow stuff. So, I'm gonna have to record it myself to like get all that out there. But
1: is this why you decided to, to take on a solo, solo project? Was it did you have a lot of things that you you didn't feel were suitable for for a band, or just kind of your own musical direction or creativity? You wanted to kind of go on your own way.
0: Well, I, I, I sort of refreshed my recording gear once we were, when we were in lockdown in like March. And um, I bought a bunch of just stuff for my basement recording. And I'd only been to that date recording demos at my house and then I would go to a studio um, to do stuff, which is still what I intend to do. But when COVID ramped up, I was just like, well, I just wanna like actually record like a final version of something even if it's just like vocal takes. I'm more comfortable doing vocal takes by myself in my own time. So I bought that stuff and then that just gradually turned into recording these songs, which didn't have a drummer on it naturally because I'm terrible at drums. So um, it grew into like 20, 22 songs and then um, that's been pared down to like 12 now. And uh, yeah, probably... Feeling like I have the album about finished. It just needs to get the final polish and mixing.
1: So you, so this is all being recorded in in, in your kind of home studio. Any no plans to take this one to the studio? Is it just it's just a case of mastering it?
0: Uh, we're probably gonna go to a studio um, just to replace. Um, might put a little bit of drums on like two songs and replace um, my placeholder. Um, software piano tracks with a real piano stuff like that we're just uh, just to sort of put the final polish on it but um yeah everything's been at home
1: creatively how has this differed to the previous work
0: it's sadder <laughs> it's really depressing but there's also love songs in it which are kind of like put in there as as palate cleansers but it's hard not to be like there's there's songs about you know Um, just my feelings on on what's happening in this country and like not i wouldn't say they're overtly political but reflective of it maybe and so um yeah there's some depressing material for sure but i felt like it was therapeutic to to put it down finally and, and really give it like the the time and attention to make them this slower stuff kind of um interesting as far as like how it's produced and how it's put together
1: is it like a true 2020 album then?
0: I guess so. I mean, I, I, I was reading an interview with um, Robin Pecknold from Fleet Foxes where he like took the opposite approach. His album was, um, it's, it's great. It's, like, it's super cheerful and groovy in kind of an interesting way for them. And uh, you could also make an argument that that was a reaction to this climate but i just I, I would be faking it if i tried to write cheerful stuff at this time it's just you know it's all coming out uh kind of sadish oh <laughs> but i'm fine i'm fine
1: <laughs> i mean how just having this space with a uh a basement recording studio and being in your own house does that allow you to to kind of get more in your feelings um I mean, especially in like, you know, lockdown, I guess, with without too many friends and it's it's all well and good for fleet foxes who can, you know, I'm sure have a million and one people around them when they record an album. But you know, for for the regular musician, I, I'd imagine yeah. it's a bit harder to kind of drum up those those happy feelings when you're when you kind of in month three of lockdown in your basement.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's it's like like I said, it, I don't know that I successfully fake that, but but it's easier recording at home, I mean, it's, I feel like if I was, you know, I'm not, I'm not flush with cash. I can't have a, the studios that I like to go to booked for an, a whole day just to do like one tiny little chunk of a song and take the time to do it. I need to book studio time and be like, all right, we need to get down to business. And like that Quasar Valley Band, we went to a, a great studio to record that EP and we did all six songs but we were so prepared for it. I mean, we were just really rehearsed and we just did it live in the studio, done. I redid vocals later, but that was the only cheat. And then, um, but that's, yeah, I'm just, uh, being at home, you can take time to think about like, what what is this song about and what does it need for instruments and that I can successfully play here in my basement with usually just guitars and my voice.
1: Did you surprise yourself at all with any of the stuff that you created with that kind of room and that creativity and that that space?
0: Yeah, mostly just um, I've had a lot of fun with uh, vocal layers um, and slowly figuring out how uh, to write good harmonies. I never wrote anything down. I was just trying to figure out harmonies by ear. But I could take so much time, like a whole night, and I probably sounded like a maniac. (laughs) You know, my wife is upstairs like... I'm probably singing these like really weird falsetto parts to like harmonize to something. And she's, I'm sure wondering what it was I was doing, but it makes sense when it's all like put together. Um, it's been a lot of fun to just um, tinker with, with layered vocals. And you know, in some cases I think I've got like four or five, usually just like two or three, but um, that's been a lot of fun to kind of use that as filling the space rather than like a full band.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there anything that, if you were to record with a full band again, is there anything about this experience recording this solo album that you would take to a full band? Or is this this kind of yours and you want to kind of keep it as yours and all the secrets you found out you, you you want to keep to yourself?
0: Well, I'd be interested in just, like, it's easy for bands, especially when they're starting out, to just rehearse a lot and then go into the studio and do exactly what you've rehearsed. Like I said, uh, you know, time is money with studios in a lot of cases. So you can't, you, I don't know that a lot of people when they're, you know, just starting out with music and and kind of a local band, I don't know that they have that true creative time in a studio, which is like what, you know, most mainstream artists are doing. They book a studio and they're just like, I don't know what we're going to do. Let's just like tinker around on the piano and then try to make it make some cool sounds by putting tacks in the in the mallets or something like that kind of stuff just like off the wall creative stuff just like tinkering and so i I, i'd love to take like a full band and just do more of that don't go in there with an agenda just you know we've booked a weekend in the studio and we've kind of got some song ideas but we're just going to let it breathe and 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 let it you know figure it out from there
1: well i would love to hear another song um is this next one going to be off the new album
0: yeah, this is probably going to be the title track. Um not 100% on this, but the song is called Pyromaniacs. <laughs>
2: It was a decade of our bliss Cheap cars and fire pits We were used to it Filtered memory of youth Everything holds a deeper truth the more I fly There's a use for it And I try not to get attached to nostalgia and it's trash Decade of our bliss Keep causing fire pits
1: said by Patrick J. Crowley. Um, so, this, as you said, this is your, your first kind of solo project. Um, but it sounds like you've been the front man for the other bands that you've been part of. Is, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair to say. I've, um, I've had, you know, bass player roles in, in other bands. But um, the most time and attention Has been um, my songwriting, so that's what um, I wind up fronting. Just I have a hard time, you know, you know, with like doing a lot of covers and doing the cover band thing. I'm not trying to diss it, you know. There's a certainly a lot of fun to be had doing that, but um, I just have to play my songs, or I just like go, I go nuts. Um, So uh, yeah, Cities on the Moon was alt rock two guitars that were loud you know a lot of heavy rock music um which i really like in fact i was remixing an album from 10 years ago by the california version of cities on the moon and uh i was just blown away by um that material just i it never got released really i never really saw the light of day these this particular set i was remixing so it was a lot of fun but it couldn't be any more different than what I've been recording. Just like the drums are, it was the, this drummer from California was just nuts. He was so good um, and I forgot how good he was, you know, but these new recordings obviously are this, like not a drum to be found so far. There might be a couple, like Pyromaniacs, the song you just played, we're probably gonna, I wanna put some drums on that.
1: Um, And in terms of, as a songwriter, has your process differed over the years and has it specifically differed for this this recent album
0: yeah i mean it's definitely changed over the years it's probably i like the workflow now because of because of iPhones the voice memo thing on phones has completely changed my songwriting so there if i'm just playing my acoustic practicing and I come up with some little set of chords or a little riff, you know, 10 years ago, I would have tried to remember it and then like come back two, three days later and be like, what was that? And just like struggled. But now uh, if I like something, the phone's out, I record it. And then a few days go by, I listen to it and I start to kind of maybe hear words over it. And then it just develops from there. And then now I'm I'm literally writing the lyrics of songs in the notes Mm. of my, of my phone, so it's just like this, like mobile, this mobile routine I have now, where I, um, yeah, voice memos and notes. It's all the songs are in there.
1: How many? How many do you reckon you've got in there at the moment? If you, if you'd in out, you, in my notes yeah. app, it, it. I
0: mean, it goes back to, it goes back probably like five years at this oh, wow. point of lyrics, and, um, uh, just like there'll be like sets of lyrics there's you know dozens and dozens but a lot of them i maybe i wrote it with like a melody in mind and i've since forgotten what that melody was supposed to be so i it's tough to make them work again because i'm usually writing music before i write lyrics Mm. um it's very sometimes it's the other way around but that's for me it's that's super rare
1: um do you ever go back through to the earlier ones and and see if there's Still kind of, you know, some good hooks. You're like, oh, I really wanted to make something with that. And then, you know, coming back around to it a few years later, you're like, oh, I've actually got an idea for this now. Or is it?
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially on the instrumental side, like with voice memos, it's almost like a cure for writer's block for me now too, because there's so many little snippets of riffs and chords in there that if I'm just really frustrated, a song I was working on didn't work out, I'll just... I'll be like, all right, well, maybe I can just like reset. I'll find one of these that I liked and I'll listen to it, and it's like, no, I don't hear anything there. And so that's that's. I guess that's what I mean by why I like it more um, recently is because I can. It's sort of that automatic route around the writer's block now for me. And um, yeah, I don't know what I was doing before, but the thanks to the iPhone. I hate the iPhone a lot of the time when I'm. Looking at Instagram, and I don't know why, but the rest of it's pretty good
1: yeah um and in terms of uh the the content of your lyrics is that has that changed over the years has it become i mean we you know as we all get older, I think we all will kind of change the way that we look through through the world or look at the world has that been reflected in your songwriting
0: when I go back to stuff I was writing when I was like twenty one twenty two it was all purposely obtuse and I was I was trying to hide meaning by all means necessary and when I there's lines maybe that are kind of clever that I like but for the most part I, I really struggle with that stuff because it's just like you'll go through a whole song and I'm just like I don't even know what this means anymore I've forgotten I don't know what I was trying to get at with this and all this stuff and the country band really changed this because the lyrics I was writing for that country band are so direct. it's right, it's a story about a guy on the road with his old band. like that like stuff like that, it's like it's it couldn't be more direct. I'm not there might be a clever metaphor or two, but it's not all metaphor. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what's changed. It's like even in this stuff that's you know that I'm not bringing to the country band because it's just not country music you know it's still like you could read some of the lines in the lyrics and think like oh that would fit in like an old country tune and so that's kind of what it's probably more direct
1: and how about this album what's is there like a general theme or is there a are you drawing from any specific time in your life or any stories that you've been you've kind of reading about or is it kind of a just a mishmash of all of it yeah
0: i try not to get too literary with stuff i'm writing but um 'Cause I I just want it to be more grounded in in my experiences. And this latest set is probably like I had the the last Deep River Saints album was called For Posterity, and that was like a, you know, 60 minutes of of nostalgia about like being a teenager and, and young adult and the confusion of that period. And I guess this is this latest solo album you could say is my thirties album about the 30s which sounds thrilling but (laughs) (laughs) it's it it reflects more i'm being more honest about the anxiety Mm -hmm. stuff especially in like this climate like you know especially Mm -hmm. since covid started and like everything Mm -hmm. in our political climate like i i'm being way more yeah just willing to put um to put my my anxieties on in these songs, which I find pretty therapeutic actually, which is why I feel like whenever this gets released, I need to put a note to people that know me that I'm fine. <laughs> like, cause there's some, there's some dark stuff. Like it's, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's stuff that, like I said, that my old bands probably wouldn't have been super thrilled to play cause it's just slow and sad, but gotta put it somewhere. Hey,
1: yeah, you gotta get it out. Um, Well, we've got about time for about one more song, but uh, before I let you go, um, tell us a little bit more about when to expect the album, and and if people want to f- like find you and listen to some of your music, where would they do that?
0: PatrickjCrowley.bandcamp.com is the single best place. I love Bandcamp. Um, I have finally managed to figure out how to put like Deep River Saints stuff. They, I don't think they let you do this before. Like you couldn't have a different artist, uh, but now you can. So I've been able to move uh, Deep River Saints. And you know, um, old cities on the moon stuff, to the Patrick J Crowley band camp, and that's that'll where that's where the the new album will be. Um, in addition, I'm sure to the Spotify's of the world. But um, yeah, I'm thinking early 2021. Um, just uh, I just need time to do the finishing touches. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm super super thrilled to get it out there, and, and maybe play live next year we'll see
1: i was gonna but, say yeah. this, is, this is a question that's that's usually asked with a deep breath before it but have you got any gigs coming up for is uh
0: i've been avoiding gigs other than this is awesome to be here but i know i've been i have i have not booked any gigs i you know i've i saw some friends of mine are playing out here and there like outside i know it's going to get tougher now that it's getting cold but uh, you know i appreciate any venue trying to make it work but i'm 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 waiting i just can't it's too weird for me to not promote promote maybe a little bit but not like really go out and and bring as many people as you can to a show which is the whole goal before but now it's kind of i don't know what to do am i allowed to promote this show i don't know so that's why i'm kind of just just waiting and working on music
1: yeah that makes sense well best of luck to you um i'm really excited about this new album and uh, please come back in again once it's, it's released. We'll, we'd love to have you in again.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm going to do one of the palette cleanser love songs. Nice. This one is called Love Spoken Plainly. And uh, you'll tell by the lyrics that it's very direct. I think I'm going to put it on the album with just an acoustic guitar and a couple harmonized voices and let it speak for itself.
2: Spoken plainly, voices from memory, patterns we danced on the floor, used words like sweetheart, dreamed of a new start, felt better and best every day. Love spoken plainly, love spoken plainly, a folk song of two or three chords sung without microphones humming of amplifiers sung at the tops of our lungs Was nothing like this. Fortune, a fullness for all. We came with favors, Saturday flavors, schemes that would always pay off. Love spoken plainly, love spoken plainly, folk song, two or three chords. Song without microphones, humming of amplifiers, sung at the tops of our lungs. Love spoken plainly, voices from memory, and patterns we danced on the floor.
1: Patrick J. Crowley, finishing it off with Love Spoken Plainly. Thank you so much for coming in.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Really appreciate it. Um, so tune in next week, uh, which I think will be my last Rocket Shop of the year. We'll be having other people coming in from then on. Um, we've got Heady Betty in the studio. Uh, that'll be at the same time, 8 o'clock. This has been the Rocket Shop. I have been your host on Procter, and good night.